Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to another episode of the Aces on Bases podcast. Be sure you stick around to the end of this episode for an extra bonus eight minutes of content, including myself, Blue Jays memes, going on a rant about waiting in line for ice cream. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Aces on Bases podcast. What's on store for this episode? <laughs> we... Really have no fucking idea. On store. <laughs> it's it's not what's in store. It's what's on store. We're we're just gonna roll with things. So with that being said, let's get this shit started. And as we begin this episode, I just want to quickly once again thank Danny for coming on the last episode for our first ever interview. I had a lot of fun doing that. Hopefully Danny had a lot of fun on the show as well. And hopefully everybody that had a chance to listen to it enjoyed that episode. So Danny, thank you for for coming on. And before we get things going, I just want we, to... Well, we can definitely say it was the best interview we as a podcast have ever conducted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bar none. It's it's definitely the best podcast that... The, the, the best interview that this podcast has ever done. <laughs> and we are working on trying to get some more people for for interviews. We do have one lined up. We're, we've just been trying to get schedules situated. So uh, we are working on getting Jolly Olive on the show. But if there's anybody out there that you guys would like us to try and get on the show for an interview, please feel free to leave us a comment or message us on social media and let us know. And we will absolutely do our best to get those guests on. As far as the social media, right now we just have a Twitter account at Aces on Bases. I am going to try to start a Facebook account soon and maybe Instagram, but I absolutely loathe and hate Instagram. And I really, even with my other podcasts that I do, I do a Disney podcast. I really don't use Instagram that much, but I am going to try to do a Facebook page for this podcast. And as far as where you can find us to leave comments for us, we're available on most major podcasts and platforms. We're available on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn Radio, and Podbean, acesonbases.podbean.com. I do want to thank Carol Ann from Canada, who gave us another five-star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. We now have five five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts, so thank you for everybody that's given us ratings. Carol Ann also left a comment. She said, great discussions. Same things I talk about with my Blue Jays friends and very lighthearted, lots of laughing going on. So we appreciate all the feedback and all the ratings you guys have given us. So please keep them coming. And again, if there's any guests that you would like us to try to get on the show, please let us know and we will do our best to do so. Having said that, today on this episode, it's myself, Blue Jays Memes, and I'm joined by Detmers and Lewis. Detmers and Lewis, how's it going? Hey, it's going good. I mean, hearing the support on the channel. The, the podcast is 
it's good to see, and I'm glad I'm, I'm part of this because it's always good to talk baseball with you guys. How's yeah. it going, Dumber? And we're up to almost 40 followers on our Twitter account now, so that's good. Got to keep trying to grow that. Got to be yeah, we'll more active on it. it. What's that? We'll, we'll definitely expand that. Just a matter of time. It's And how's it going? It's certainly going. I'm not sure in which <laughs> direction, but it's going. That's all I know. And Detmer's plans on, on derailing this, this podcast. I'll let you know that ahead of time. As we're recording this, Marcus Simeon is on the verge of hitting for the cycle. So if he does it, this podcast will be interrupted. Lewis, are you on your phone during a podcast? I wasn't watching a highlight. I wasn't. No, I was not. How dare you accuse me of such a thing? You should be paying attention in class. I am paying attention. I mean, if you've listened to the, this podcast, and this is about par for it's the course. It's not professional in any way. <laughs> How dare you? Just, How dare you? This is that the is, That's when you're crossing the line. I, I'm going to go ahead and say this. This is the most professional Twitter podcast out in the universe right now. I, I, I don't think that assessment can be rivaled by any other assessment. <laughs> I, I think that that's a standalone that is so true. You know what sets us apart from other podcasts, I think? Reese McGuire jokes. I think that sets us apart. <laughs> I was going to say Detmer's collection of street signs, but yes, also <laughs> Reese McGuire jokes. The, yes, the, both of those two things set us apart as well as the pronunciation, you know. Where do you guys want to start with this team before this gets off the rails? <laughs> I say we start with Reese McGuire. No. <laughs> All right. So well, I mean, it's it's actually been a while since the three of us have, or or the group in general has done a podcast. So a lot's happened. We've had series against Oakland, Houston, Atlanta, Philadelphia, and we just wrapped up a series against Boston. We did fairly well for the most part, with the exception of completely shitting the bed against Boston last night in what should have been a 7-5 to five win, which ended up being an 8-7 to seven loss. But do you guys have painful. any thoughts? Do you guys have any thoughts on the... Oh, man, it's been two weeks since we've last been together. So any thoughts on the last two weeks of Blue Jays baseball since we last were on a podcast together? Oh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll go. Uh, just a quick little thing. So thoughts on like recent performance. It's like it's a tough series and stretch we got going here. And if we can pull out of it like at, at, at 500 and go into easier games against teams like Baltimore and Boston and not Boston. They're very good. And Baltimore, Detroit and maybe Texas a bit. We'll see better performances from the team in general. The, the players have been great. Uh, we've seen some standout, but we've just had key parts fail at key times, which I think has kind of sunk us a bit recently. What have you got on that, Demers? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it's all balanced itself out. Like, we've seen the 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 very extended hot streaks of Guerrero, of Semyon, and the very, very large implosion <laughs> of Steven Matz. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to go with Grichik. Why? What did you think I was going to say? I thought you are were going to go with you... Grichik. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. Grichik, oh, I, you, know, you know what told me? You know what? Grichik may be good. At a nursery in like Waterdown, Ontario, I saw an old man wearing a Randall Grichik shirt jersey. 
that that moment at like 12 noon today just was like yeah Randall Gritchick is a generational talent <laughs> it, 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 it just dawned on me. I think I've been I think I've been underrating this guy and hating on him for no reason this entire time. I think this elderly man knows a lot more than I do. And when we can, it comes to Randall Richard. We can neither confirm nor deny that this was PWG Frank wearing that jersey. <laughs> it may have been Randall Richard's father. We we don't know. Just randomly in Ontario for no reason. Yeah, just buying a hid coat lavender and uh, some hydrangeas to his backyard. Well, he's certainly fallen off. Like in the start of the season, his OPS was it was near it was in the nine hundred range, wasn't it? Uh, I think for a, a small amount, small, of time. a small smidge. But now it's uh, it's dropped below eight hundred now uh, with a seven ninety five OPS, and I, he's grounded into a ton of double plays recently that have ended some possible beginnings for yeah, us. I think quintessential batting average is still pretty high, and his RBIs are pretty large as well. Quintessential he seems to be dropping is on the seven eighty OPS guy. Mm-hmm. That's what he'll give you. He'll give you a 780 which will translate to around probably a 110 OPS plus somewhere there. That's that's the hitter he is. And there's a fourth outfielder with Springer coming back. That's kind of perfect. Yeah, but still, he's going to be your DH mm-hmm. until someone has the courage to actually make a move and kind of push him out of the team little by little. It it, it just depends on who that talent is going to be like. Like we saw today, I think maybe our first big topic can be the Willie Damas trade, which really has not really shaken the airwaves as much as I would. You know, the the Brewers were able to acquire a amazing looking, like in terms of peripherals and stuff, amazing shortstop that's still young, that's still under control, and that has some amazing upside as well. Can he's shown that he's a competent hitter? And he's shown that he's a great defender and he's shown that he can get on base. And, you know, we haven't heard much about it because he got acquired for what? JP Fireson and Drew Rasmussen. Like, two relievers I've never heard of. So, yeah, two, two very okay relievers in the Milwaukee bullpen. And, like, which is a very good bullpen. A very good bullpen, yes. But, but still, it's two relievers that are already on the wrong side of 25 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I, it's just hard to say what made the Rays pull the trigger, and I think that the blind faith in the Tampa Bay Rays at some points just got to stop. We've got to mm-hmm. stop just saying, "Yeah, it's the Rays; they'll be fine." I, like, uh, of course, they they did extremely well in the Blake Snell trade. Mm-hmm. Things That's like good. things like this, I don't think are you know. Well, they got Wonder Franco coming up. And that could be something that happens with our team with Austin Martin coming up, who's probably going to play more outfield with all the infield prospects we have. We might have Don't to forget see about Taylor Walls. Uh, Taylor is not making an impact. Uh, <laughs> I, I know you love him, but it ain't going to happen. Or Bruhan. I, 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 to be honest oh, with you. Oh, sorry. In the Tampa system, I got Walls mixed up. You were thinking of Forest Wall. I was talking about Forest Wall. Forest Wall. talking about Forest Wall. Can't I believe that. Think. Like, yeah, I'm going to do a talk about Forest Wall for no reason, though. Yeah. But, um, I mean, to be fair, that is something that you would do. Taylor Walls, yeah, that, 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 that is kind of my tendency, so <laughs> I don't blame you. But out of Walls, Bruhan, and Frank, right now, 
obviously we all know that Franco is the better prospect, but the guy I like the most is probably Bruhan. Like he has the mental side of the game completely nailed down. And like, I feel like he's been ready to make an impact since last year. Uh, like he, I think he should have been up. I think that maybe Wallace needed a little bit more time in the minors. I'm not entirely sold on him, but I think Bruhan should have been the first guy up. Yeah, it's just Tampa. They do weird stuff and it seems to work. Yeah, that's what pisses me off the most. Is <laughs> I hope I hope they don't pitch well. I I hope they don't mess up Semyon's cycle. Be very a la Tampa. It's the that, it's the Rays. That's probably exactly what's going to happen. I mean, They're it's only somehow... this, and it's only the sixth inning too. So he's got like at least probably two more chances if Jonathan Davis can get on he's base here. Watch him hit. Watch him hit. I don't want to jinx anything, but watch him hit a ground rule double. <laughs> Like and then he hey, got a triple last night. And then well, to be fair, he got he got a double and triple. reached third on an air. Yeah, it wasn't really a triple, but they counted it as a triple. I thought they counted no. it as a double and then an air. That's what Buck. That's what Buck said on air is that that's how Dunedin scored it was a double and an air. Let me check. I I I think they counted it as a triple. Well, okay. If they, so. if they didn't count it as a triple, then this would not be talk about a cycle so we pretty much decided that the Adamas trade was pretty much there to clear room for the future middle infield of the Tampa Bay Rays but what do you think how do you think that parallels to the Jays do you think they might move someone on their current roster in the future make room for Gordon Groshans and your Austin Martin and maybe even for the pitchers that you got coming up but we don't really have any pitchers that we maybe TJ Zoik or someone like that but I don't really know all I can think of is Gritchick. Yeah, same with me. I think Gritchick and then maybe another outfielder. I don't know who it would be, but uh, someone between Teoscar and Guriel. I don't want to get rid of either, but you have to think of Gurriel in a situation well, in, a co- so. in a couple years, like w- where we have to do something. There's going to be a point where we're going to have to make a decision on some of these guys mm-hmm, I, to make room. I, I really think that Guriel still has a lot of. A lot of prosperity left in this bat, but it's not encouraging to see what he's done. It's 56 OPS plus, which Mm. is, let me just check Danny Jansen's real quick, (laughs) just to to bring up a a little comparison here. So we had 56 for Guriel. The good thing about... We had 34 for Danny Jansen, which, uh, you know. That's why Gabby Moreno is the future uh, of the catching. Gabby, Kirk, Adams... Dorazio, uh, Clark, uh, the guy with the law, the last name that I'm not going to say. And, <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, you 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 can you can never you can never count out the black belt and karate Riley Adams. Yes, yeah, he's up they, to bat. So many catchers. Simeon's up to bat. He gets his single. Okay, okay, guys, we're just going to be listeners right now. Marcus Simeon is up to bat against. Uh, and, I think it's Andrew Kittredge. I think and, so. Hey, don't spoil it. You're you're ahead of me. So, I'm ahead of him, so I'll be spoiling it. I will know don't, first. Don't do that. It's, it's an 0-2 count right now. Well, I don't know that. <laughs> well, now you, you guys are both in front of me. Okay, I'm, pull, I'm pulling my headphones out. You can talk and do whatever. And strike three, so no <laughs> no cycle how, this time around. Possible, how is it possible we're all at different times? <laughs> like, I had it first. Then he had it. Then Memes had it. Then Lewis still has not even seen the first pitch of the at-bat. 
this this is like the time when we when we did the Twitter Spaces, which you didn't end up being a part of, and, and we all of our TVs were on at the same. <laughs> all of our TVs were different timed, so no, I think Noah was the earliest, and then Lewis was behind Noah, and I was behind Lewis. Like I had the Wasn't slowest. Wasn't I on that Twitter Space for a little bit? You you came in and then you said you had to go, but you would be back. <laughs> so and then you were, I didn't come back. Yeah, well, we ended up we ended up stopping early just because our TVs weren't in sync and we weren't able to do the play by play the way we we want it to. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> but that was that was a good time. But we did do some prospect talk. How are you guys feeling about the, the Jays moving to Buffalo soon? Just got a couple of weeks left before... Uh... You think I give a darn about Buffalo? I want to back in Toronto. The weather is so I, nice here. I need I that dome open. I think that they should be... I think that it, it would not be... I don't think it would be anymore with the amount of vaccines being handed out. As much of a danger to have them isolate and play in Toronto, at least without fans... For the first little while, I think that it would do a lot of good and at least bringing them into the city that they wanted to play in, showing Marcus Seth what Canada looks like. Because if you, like all the guys that signed one-year deals. We haven't seen you in Rogers Center yet, man. Exactly. We haven't, no. The last time I saw Guerrero hit a home run. His in career person, OPS was like Brandon Murray walked it off or something like that, <laughs> which shows that like it's... We've got we've got to get back into the Rogers somehow, Rogers Center somehow. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't been to a live game since Guerrero's debut. So, <laughs> oh, what section were you? Uh, I I was in the outfield. I can't remember exactly which section, but I was one hundred level outfield. Noah and I went. We were section I think one eighteen. Nice. And there was a fight in our section. <laughs> between an A's fan that was like happy Robbie Grossman hit a homer and then some drunk guy that, who was like a mass mammoth of a guy and like we were like worried for a good 10 minutes of what would happen okay so here's for reference the last time Vlad played in the Sky Dome his career OPS was 772 he had an on-base percentage of barely three, of uh, a 339, a batting average of 270, with an OPS plus of 106, and he is currently has an OPS plus of 192. So it's kind of unfortunate we haven't gotten to see live the, uh, except some lucky Florida fans of different teams to just go to their games. Well, that 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 that's what I was gonna bring up. Like. I'm just happy to get out of Dunedin at this point because it's just been so disheartening just to hear like fans of other teams in our in what's mm-hmm. supposed to be our home stadium. And listen, I normally don't have any problem with that, right? Cuz I mean, I can't really talk negatively to that too much because when Jays fans are allowed to travel, we travel in droves and we take over other ballparks. Look at whenever we have a series against Seattle, we take over Seattle Stadium. Yeah. So, it's, like it's the most tickets they sell a year. Exactly. But the thing that the thing that makes it so disheartening this time around when it's us in Dunedin is the fact that our fans aren't allowed to travel. 
<laughs> so it's not mm. just the uh, it's not just the fans of other teams traveling to take over our quote unquote home stadium, but it's the fact that we can't go there to support them, and that's what's the most frustrating part for me. We have no control. Exactly. Yep. And I mean, people yeah. in Florida, like, let's be realistic. There's not too many Jays fans in, in Florida. Yeah, there's the snowbirds and all that, but like, most of them are too old to get to the ballpark. <laughs> Sorry to any old people. Out there. <laughs> Sorry to any old people out there. I can barely go to a baseball field with my own team, <laughs> let alone. Crazy <sighs> stuff. But yeah, that that's just been the most frustrating. So moving to Buffalo, I think, is going to be a bit a better a bit of a better advantage for us because at least we'll have people that should be more willing to cheer for the Jays than for opposing teams. Obviously, that might be different when we're playing the Yankees or the Mets because it it's still New York. It's New York State, so you're probably still going to have a lot of Yankees and Mets fans at the stadium in Buffalo. But for all the other teams, it should be more majority Jays fans, which should work out in our favor. But yeah, what else do you guys want to talk about tonight? We're sorry, I'm I'm trying to keep things going, but I'm also trying to keep an eye on the game. It's still five five right La now. Russa. In the oh fuck yeah, we need to talk about Tony Larusa, uh. and we will talk about Tony Larusa in just a minute. We're also going to be talking about the ridiculous amount of no-hitters that have happened so far during the 2021 season. But before we get into that, I do just want to take a quick minute and remind any independent podcasters who may be listening to this episode that you can submit your own podcast for the first annual Amalga Awards. Now, the Amalga Awards are awards for independent podcasters by independent podcasters. You can go to sites.google.com slash view slash Amalga Awards for more information, or you can follow them on their Instagram account, instagram.com slash Amalga Awards. That's A-M-A-L-G-A-A-W-A-R-D-S. There's a couple of categories that you can submit your show for. You can submit your show for best long-form podcast. That's any podcast that's an hour or longer. Best short-form podcast, any podcast that's less than an hour. Best interview, best hosts, and best visual media, a.k.a. YouTube and Twitch channels. Once again, it's the first ever Amalga Awards, a podcast award ceremony hosted for independent podcasters by independent podcasters. Get that guy uh, out, out of, of the dugout. Out of baseball. Just and just somewhere other than in the Cartesian plane. Like it's not that exists. It's not even in ju- Illinois that we call Chicago. Get him out of there. It's not just the antiquated, outdated thinking of the unwritten rules. But it's the fact that he threw his own fucking players under the bus and basically said he's okay with his players being hit for breaking unwritten rules. Like, that's fucked up. How do you, how, not, not just 
Tony La Russa, but how as an organization do you hear your, your the manager of your team say he's okay with his players being hit and potentially injured, and how do you not fucking fire him for that? You're putting your own team at risk. They, they have an infinite list of things to fire him for. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't end. Like, we're going to hire him after two like, DUIs. Before, before they even hired him, there was, like, don't hire him. It was just written all over him, like, in red marker while he's could, holding the marker. could have hired A.J. Hinch. Imagine A.J. Hinch with that team and that bullpen. They would be yeah. so good. Just, Better yet, they could have, like, snuck John Schneider from us. I was going to say John bullpen. Gibbons. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine Can you imagine Gibby in Chicago? <laughs> Oh, that'd be perfect. <laughs> I, I want I want Gibby somewhere. I want uh, the Astros geez. to fire Dusty Baker and pick up John Gibbons. Just so, just so he can come up with more me. Gibby post game comments. Yeah, so, I, I so want that more can... Gibby post games. Like that's my goal. <laughs> Out of all this, that's how I will benefit from it. He needs to be, ma- he needs to be managing a major league team again. <laughs> I don't care what the – I am a staunch supporter of advanced analytics. And I say forget the analytics when it comes to John Gibbons. <laughs> just just get him in the game. I, just please. The Tony La Russa thing was just a mess from the beginning. Like when once you heard about the DUI, you were going like, okay, well, that's not a sweet start to this huge – okay, first off, they fired the guy that they originally had who came second in AL manager of the year voting. And yeah, got into the playoffs that year. Renteria was bad. Listen, but they went to okay. Listen, he wasn't great, but they replaced him with an old bum. All right. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, it was not much better. Not much better, but it's it makes me feel better about old, having Charlie just Montoya because he's bad at what he does. Mm-hmm. He's just not. Not even you want to, going against Yerman Mercedes and Lance Lynn, two guys that are on your team. Yeah, it wasn't just one player. It was it's two players that he threw under the bus. Like I, I don't know how he wasn't fired. Somebody the next on day the Braves, I think, and here Adrianza just hit a grand slam to make it nineteen nothing. What? Like if the hell's Tony happening Russa, in that game? If Tony Larusa would and it is twenty to nothing in the Braves very game. Very mad and would be very mad. At um, Mr. Adrianza, I don't know if he would be alive if Tony Rolarusso was his manager. Like, it, it, I, I don't think that he it should is, be. It is currently going against currently twenty to nothing for the Braves in the going into the ninth inning against Pittsburgh. That's insane. Just it's it's beautiful. Considering considering the the Chicago White Sox actually hired Larusso, I'm not confident that they're going to rectify their decision in the off season. But, yeah, neither am I. But we I, shall I, see. You can see the the PR really playing damage control with what they tweet out, mm-hmm. tweeting out photos on purpose of you know Tim Anderson with Lance Lynn and everybody being buddies and whatnot, just trying to hide everything, even though they know that we see everything play out. Well, I just wonder, like, at what point do do the players actually just fucking turn on Larusa and just stop playing for him? Uh, that's not gonna it's gotta happen. be soon because that was the other comment i i can't remember the exact quote but something to the effect of well that's why he has a locker and i have an office yeah that was oh, yeah. about lance Lynn. yeah lance yeah Lynn. i just can't remember lance the exact Lynn. quote for it yeah yeah he, lance Lynn is an amazing pitcher that needs yeah, to be needs to be by his manager it needs to be backed by his manager exactly 
And if you, the manager, have a problem with the game of baseball, you should not be playing or managing in the game of baseball. Well, and, and it's just like baseball's moved on. Like all, all these unwritten rules are so stupid. And it's the same thing with, with hockey. There's so many unwritten rules in hockey that are stupid, but I'm not going to get into that because this isn't a hockey podcast. But like, I don't give a shit if people bat flip a home run. Who, who was it on Atlanta? Was it a, was it Acuna on on Atlanta the other day that fucking bat flipped the nub of his fucking broken bat? Mm-hmm. Wait, what happened? I, I somebody on Atlanta the other day got a broken bat single, and I, as they were running down the line to first, they bat flipped the the, the, the nub of the broken bat. I didn't even notice. <laughs> That, but that's golden it's that's fucking amazing I'll, ha- I'll have to find it and send it to you in the group chat but it's like you get the worst possible contact ever <laughs> and you backflip on it it's great i love it but I, I i love shit like that it's fun it's fun to watch and then like why would you not swing 3-0 when a position player is pitching and just like lobbing you the easiest fucking pitch like it makes no sense to me, like especially when these players are playing for their contracts, right? Like he's like he. It sucks that it sucks being on that side of the loss, but like you know you got to pad your stats for arbitration, for free agency. Everything is about you know. You do want to win as a team. You want to be respectful, but you also do want to play for yourself because at the end of the day, you want to get paid. Yeah, it's like that's that's the goal, right? Like even your Mercedes has been on league minimum contracts in his career, has been on very small contracts. He's been given a shot with the White Sox when he is already quite old when it comes to baseball well how old is he again is he 30 is 31 or 29 i I don't know why this is slipping me at the moment but he yeah he knows 28 it's his first year in the majors yeah and when he when he gets to first real year because he he had one at bat last year and this guy is making no money he needs to play for himself to put food on the table Compared to these other major leaguers, like if Randall Grichik is being paid $10 million, yeah, it's and your Mercedes, because of the product of when he was brought up into the MLB, the way that contract structures work, he's pre-arbitrable eligible and he's not making much money. He needs to play for his money. And if Tony La Russa has a problem with him hitting a 47-mile-per-hour pitch from a position player, like, oh, is if... If that the problem is hitting it, then it, let's just put in Derek Fisher to pitch. Let's just put in anyone to pitch because that's not a problem. That's not an unwritten rule. You, it's like he didn't even look at the unwritten rule for the other team, but just chose to sabotage his own player. It, it, it made, none of the situation makes sense. Yeah, it's it's stupid, and I really hope I'm I'm not often one that calls for that that gleefully calls for managers to get fired, but I really hope that LaRusso loses his job before the all-star break because that's, that's ridiculous. But, but aside from LaRusso, this week also saw two more no hitters. We now have six no hitters in the, in the year 2021. Oh my God. 
<laughs> what are your guys' thoughts so far on the ridiculous amount of no hitters that we've seen? <laughs> we'll start with Juice Detmers. We'll, we'll start with Detmers because after the fifth no hitter, Detmers sent out a tweet, a now infamous tweet, that said he will guarantee that there will be no more no hitters until the year 2023. So, <laughs> Detmers, do you want to talk us through that tweet and then tell us how you felt later that day when the New York Yankees, Corey Kluber, through the sixth no-hitter of the season. Well, safe to say my info that I had tweeted out was categorically false. There was another no-hitter that would soon follow within the span of hours. So, uh, the unjuicing of the balls has really affected Major League Baseball, and especially Major League Baseball hitters. It's, it's just insane. You, you have... Six no-hitters. It is not the pitchers throwing these no-hitters. Yes, they can be great. John Means can be great. Get any of the six players at the start of the year that would have thrown a no-hitter. I would not uh, have guessed any of these six guys. And the thing is, too, these these six no-hitters have come across. Turnbull had thrown no-hitters. I wouldn't have heard it in the first place. And and the thing the thing is too like. All six of these no-hitters have come against just three teams. Mm. Twice against Cleveland, twice against Seattle, and twice against Texas. I think that's kind of more coincidental. I, I was just, just going to ask, do you, do you think that's a statement of how bad these teams are, or do you think it's because of the deadening of the balls? I think it's because of the deadening of the balls. I think that Cleveland, Seattle, and what was the other team? Uh, Cleveland, Seattle, and the other team, which for some reason I'm forgetting, Texas are all the people taking the brunt of this. Because once a pitcher gets hot, they get in a groove, right? And that groove takes a while to get out of, especially when the balls are being played with. It's, it's a multitude um, of things. Yeah, so, there's so obviously, many Obviously, a no-hitter's luck. I mean, Wade Miley, are you serious? That's a, that's a contact p- no, pitcher that Spencer gave up a Turnbull lot of contact. Spencer Turnbull is even worse. Yeah, like, it's... Crazy. I don't understand it. And the, the main thing is, it, baseball is heading towards trying to hit the ball as far as possible. And with these new dead end balls, hitters haven't been practicing and like changing their approaches to adjust to this ball not flying as far. Instead of looking for those line drives and balls on the ground to get to the infield, and it's uh, it's making the no hitter invaluable. It's like a, it's like a, it's normal now. Like even though it's a only what may into one season well it's it, it's, it's 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 not good for baseball I don't it's think. like, it, it's okay, like on, my, it, on my private instagram like on my personal instagram like i first time like i posted joe musgrove throwing a no hitter i was like yeah I'm gonna, put, I'm gonna put this repost it on my story then thing radon throws a no hitter sure then a third no hitter who was it was it means who threw it third uh, i think so i think means uh, was, was the miley f- i think means was the fourth so Miley threw a no-hitter. I was like, yeah, sure, he threw a no-hitter. Means threw a no-hitter. I'm like, what the heck is going on? I don't think I'm going to post it this time. Then Turnbull throws a no-hitter. I'm like, what? What then the hell? Kluber, it's just like, you know what? Just, no. Something's wrong. Stop. Stop right there. The Seattle Mariners have a team bag average below 200. Yeah. And <laughs> everybody was like, oh, yeah, the Seattle Mariners could win the AL best. <laughs> you know, with their 
but, sleuth. But as um, as, as Lewis was alluding to, it does it does take away like the specialness of the no hitter. It's like during the steroid era when everyone was hitting like well, not everyone. But when you were hit, when you were getting like three or four fifty home run seasons out of players every year, and that used to be like a once in maybe a decade spectacle, and then all of a sudden everybody was hitting fifty home runs, and it wasn't as special anymore. And that's the way it feels right now with these no hitters, is that it's happening so often that it's just losing the the special feeling that's supposed to go with it. Having said that. Who's going to throw the no-hitter for the Blue Jays this year? Ryu, contact pitcher who is definitely doing well this year. Getting his pitch count up as well. It's going to be Ryu. That's who it's going to be. Yeah, I'm going to leave. I got to hop off in a moment. But I'm going to stay Robbie Ray. Okay, so it, with Detmer's leaving, we're gonna, we're, <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up. Um, I like Manoa. I, I take it back. I, I, I think it's going to be Matt's. Matt's has been struggling recently. And if anything, if if the no-hitters so far this year have taught me anything, it's like the people that you least expect it. And I don't think anyone's expecting Matt's to throw Anthony a no-hitter. Kay. Yeah, yeah. He, he's actually my second choice is Anthony yeah, K. Anthony K, no-hitter. Be... That actually makes the most sense to me. But, I'd love to watch that. But with, with Detmer's needing to leave, we're going to wrap things up a little bit earlier than we were expecting. So we'll start with Detmer's, we'll go, then we'll go Lewis. Do you guys have any final thoughts for the week this week? Well, I think we better win this series with Tampa. And I think we better throw a no-hitter before the Rays do in this series. <laughs> because, you know, getting no-hit by Ryan Yarbrough would really be a... Um, yeah, you got crushed by Baltimore the other day. Yeah, I don't know how Baltimore kind of hit him. Didn't seem like the team that I'd think would figure him out. But getting a hit by Yarbrough would not be the greatest thing for my self-esteem. So, yeah, there's that. I'll see you guys on the other side. And, Lewis, any, any final thoughts for the week? You know, the Blue Jays are doing well. I feel like if they can get out of this tough stretch with a pretty decent record, we can, you know, go into this trade deadline looking for some upgrades with a healthy team and Springer back. With the no-hitters, I think it's bad for baseball. Tony La Russa, I think he's bad for baseball. I'll tell you, not much good for baseball in the recent uh, MLB season. Acuna bat flips is good. Oh, do you know what is good for baseball? Vladdy MVP season. So I'll leave it on that. Yeah, it's it's going to be hard for Vladdy to win MVP, though, if if uh, Otani can keep doing what he's doing both as a hitter and a pitcher. Same. I, I hope he stays healthy. He's had injury issues in the past. I hope I hope he stays healthy. But I had a velocity dip in his last start. Well, so. well yeah, we'll we'll have to we'll have to see how he can do throughout the full season. But if he keeps going in the way he's going, especially as a two way player, a pitcher and and a and a hitter, man, I would I, I'm rooting for Vladdy to win the MVP, but Looking at it right now, it's going to be very difficult to take it away from from Otani. Having said that, guys, again, as always, thank you for listening. As I said off the top of the show, if there's any guests that you would like us to get on the show to try and interview, please feel free to leave us a comment, message us on social media, let us know. We will do our best to get in touch with them and, and get them on the show. Again, you can follow the podcast account on Twitter at Aces on Bases. 
Hopefully by the time this episode's released, there will be a Facebook page for it. And you can listen to us on most major podcasts and platforms, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn Radio, and Podbean, acesonbases.podbean.com. Thank you for everybody that's been leaving us comments and ratings so far. And as always, if you're whether you're listening to this in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening, whatever time of day it is, where you are when you're listening, we thank you for listening, we appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. start off the podcast with Simeon. Like him being one hit away. Well, or we can just like gradually like interrupt it as, as he hits. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying yeah. to log into my Sportsnet Now account, but it's not letting Where did me. you go for ice cream that it was that like booming? It, oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, all right. So here's what really fucking... Okay. So it's not that far from where we live. It's like maybe a, a 15 minute walk from where we yeah. are. It's like a small mom and pop shop called... It's it's really good. It's it's I think it's been around for seven years now, but it's really really popular for the area. But for the time Ooh, of night that on we a Friday, well yeah Friday and we forgot it was the long weekend, right? So for the time of night we were going, we weren't expecting it to be that busy. And holy what? shit! Like I don't know. Okay, so obviously social distancing is still a thing, right? So you still have to wait in line and everything. So you would think waiting in line, you would have enough time to read the flavors of the ice creams that are fucking available. But no, fucking the 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 two families that were ahead of us, uh, especially especially the fucking one person that was in front of us. So there were two families ahead of us. The first one, it was it was a matter of they were taking so much time because one of one of the kids was refusing to get ice cream and the parents were like, no, let's just make this part of the podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm already uh, recording this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm recording this and then I'm going to put this at the end as like for people that listen all the way through after the exit music. This is going to be like a special add on content. Yeah, but that's fun. That's fun to do. Genius. Wait, we only have 40 minutes. I mean, I we can we can do more than forty minutes. Let's do more than forty, because like it, then we'll have like more content. Because I think we'll have more content. But anyways, so but yeah, let's keep going. Let's keep the, going. the the first family that was ahead of us, the issue was that one of the kids didn't want ice cream, and so the parents were like, "Well, just choose something, because when we leave, you're gonna say that you didn't get anything, and then you're gonna want something after, you know, kids, right?" And yeah. so yeah, yeah. that that was the main issue of the first one. Right. So all this time, you know, we're waiting in line and then the other family ahead of us behind that family is waiting in line. So you would think that the family in front of us would be taking the time to read the fucking flavors of ice cream that's available. But no, once it became their turn, they're ordering fucking four fucking flavors that aren't listed and aren't available. 
And then they can't make up their mind whether they want it in a fucking cone, a fucking cup, if they want it double scoop. Like, just, we're social distancing. We've already been in line for like 15 fucking minutes. How do you not know how this works? How do you not read what's available and go with what's available instead of just like randomly choosing four flavors that you want that don't exist in the ice cream store? It just, I was so fucking frustrated. And I work retail, right? So I'm doing my best not to say a fucking thing and just like keep my composure but on the inside, I was just losing it. It's like, again, 15 fucking minutes and you're choosing items that aren't even available. Yeah, that's the worst. Like, every, I don't know. Everything was so busy. Like, everything was so busy. Like, we were at a Sheridan, like, you know, the nurseries, like, for the plants and stuff. At, like, Burnham Thorpe in the 427. And there were cars just lined up, like, from the river to, like, Renfort. It was insane. I don't know what the demand over Victoria Day long weekend is for plants, but <laughs> it, 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 like we went out, we ended up going to water down Ontario. Let, let me tell you, it's to, not to it's a, to a nursery. It's not people planting them; they're smoking those plants. <laughs> they, they they can't get their dispensaries, so they're finding plants elsewhere. <laughs> That's a funny thing here. Like in Australia, weed's not legal, so coming here, it's kind of a bit of a shock. Going looking at a corner, it's Canyon cannabis. <laughs> no, it's literally okay. Go on to Queen Street. Every fourth store, it's a cannabis is, store. is one, and it's like take a shot every time you see one. You, uh-huh. you would be you. You start at Ronsonville's, you would be passed out by the time you hit Jameson or Dowling. <laughs> like it, it's, it's, it's comical. I'm just gonna grab a quick refill on on water. I'll be back in like two minutes. Keep talking. Okay, right. so we're gonna keep talking, and then we're gonna continue to talk. Our next segment on weed followed. <laughs> yeah, we're not. I don't think we're hitting on that. Yeah, yeah. Thing. <laughs> Literally and figure. <laughs> I don't know. I, the pun department is in need of a refinement. Let's just say that. Anyway, I kind of want to do that like side episode where we just talk about the farm system. Yeah, and just go into depth on all the guys. I really would like that as well. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I think it'd be a bit of a shorter one, maybe like half an hour. I don't think there'd be a need to go into the. Or do like five hours. You go like the complete office. <laughs> and just do. Yeah. Absolute so, so half an hour and like every single prospect. Yeah, you're like this is Gabriel Moreno's 30 minutes. We're going to be talking about him for 30 minutes. Skip to the 58 minute mark if you want to hear about Jordan Groshans. And like this next half like an hour, we'll be on Riley Adams' karate performance in this last tournament. What you do is you somehow find their like fifth grade teachers. <laughs> you get an interview. <laughs> you get an interview for each one of them. Like you find some sort of connection for each one of them. That, that's like, what the heck? How did you, how did you get this person on? And why did you get this person on? And then it's just swell. It's perfect. Oh, I definitely, definitely want to do that. And then you could do like episodes where you run over the trades that are going to happen. Cause I think that's something that's really cool and that's going to be coming up and who are we going to trade for? And yeah, I think we're going to trade for a guy named Vladimir Guerrero Jr. <laughs> like he, I, th- I, th- I think he's pretty good. I thought we already traded Tim LaCastro to get for Vlad. Yeah. Oh, we, that was actually kind of true. That was kind of how we did it. Mm hmm. Hey, he got caught stealing, so he has nothing to be proud of. <laughs> nothing to his career. Just yeah. his whole Worthless. value is done. Worthless. 
and something very bad just happened in the game. Well, you don't have to say that. I just said something very bad happened. You do something very bad is like a tie gaming home run by good old G-Man Joy. And then I said, if you think that's a sticky situation, you should check out Reese McGuire's car after he's been in a Dollar Tree parking lot. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what was up with that. <laughs> why? What can be? <laughs> just why? <laughs> just okay. That was just my <laughs> way of saying I'm back. <laughs> he is back, that's for sure. All right, let's get this episode formally started with the music. <laughs>